This is where they are building the largest nuclear fusion reactor in the world. Yeah, a friend of mine told me I had to check out this pool. America on Main Street and at the dinner table is talking about infrastructure when 20 years ago they didn't even know what that meant. Today those towers are an astounding display of wealth, prestige and engineering first. It's impacting everyday Americans. I am against the train the way it's being done right now. New York City housing is a scam. It is a scam, 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 scam. The Shard in central London is being officially opened today and at 310 metres tall, it's Europe's newest and tallest skyscraper. Hello, I'm Fred Mills. And this is the world's best construction podcast by the B1M. Hello and welcome to the 30th episode of the world's best construction podcast. Luke Bly said to me when we started this, he said, most podcasts run out of steam around seven episodes. He said it's going to be a hard slog, Fred. Can you handle it? Here we are, lads. 30 episodes deep. This is like the Platinum Jubilee, I think. It's a big it's a big deal. You excited? It's a bigger deal than the Platters, mate. Bigger mm. deal than that. Yeah, this is the world's best construction podcast um can't wait mate and we, we got we got a bit of a bit of a cheeky one you know to chat about a few cheeky topics to talk about um fred you're right mate you had a good week yeah not too bad today marks uh two weeks since my bag went missing via thin air so <laughs> shout out to those boys light a candle around the world wherever you may be find fred's bag is the hashtag I'm starting. We've got to try. Where can it be? Where can it be? If you work at Heathrow Terminal 3, or any job, check in, maybe work in a cafe, maybe, ideally, you work on the baggage claim system. Hit me up. Give me a shout out. <laughs> I've never you seen that bag again, mate. What could the reward be? Shirtless picture of Fred Mills. <laughs> yeah, suggestive image (laughs) (laughs) great great i might i might just i was gonna avoid going for money because i can't really afford a a hefty financial reward but um maybe i'll do that now maybe i just go for money be a lot easier yeah less creepy yeah 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 you're right liam We're both like, oh. quick, move it on, move it on. Liam, how you doing, mate? <laughs> Change the subject. I'm good, guys. Um, I've uh, I've actually been spending a lot of time on chat GPT lately. It, I've, it's sort of ingrained in my daily life. I use it at work a fair bit, actually. I find it super, super handy. I just wanted to bring up something. I know we were talking about um, Alexa last week, and Fred was, you know, bigging himself up on that. So I jumped on <laughs> chat GPT just before this, and, and I wanted to ask a couple of quick questions. So I asked I said, who is Fred Mills? He came back and said, I'm sorry, but I couldn't find any widely recognized person or entity named Fred Mills with widely known information. <laughs> Fred Mills is a common name, and there could be many individuals with this name. And I asked, <laughs> I did the same thing. I said, who is Fred Mills in construction? He said, I'm sorry, but I couldn't find any information on a specific entity named Fred Mills in construction. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, mate. See, not that popular. But- I did say who was the B1M, and it had uh, quite a remarkable answer um, for me. Anyway, I mean, I'm quite quite new to the AI experience. So I said, "Who was the B1M?" It said, "The B1M is a media production company that produces content focused on the built environment, including construction, infrastructure, architecture, and real estate." 
The company's aim is to provide insightful information and entertaining content about these industries to a wide audience, including professionals and the general public. They produce videos, articles, and other content that highlight innovative projects, new technologies, and key trends in the built environment. The B1M is headquartered in the UK and has a global reach through its online platforms and social media channels. Oh, mate. S- super impressive, man. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Maybe you could ask it next, yeah. um, how would I make better podcast intros and see what it says to you? Because maybe you can learn something <laughs> from that. <laughs> <laughs> Over the last, over the last like um, two weeks or like week and a bit, I've met two people that know you, Fred. Two Whoa, people. Two like, people. Oh, the, Goodness me! They go keep the crowd back. Two people. And it's 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 always it's always oh the Fred guy, <laughs> the Fred guy. Fred I was guy. like, yeah, that's it. They go, yeah, he's kind of a big lad, isn't he? And I'm like, yeah, that's that's the one. He's a bit of a that's brick him. toilet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it Alpha line that's, up. that's the him. guy that's him that's him so yeah Richard well, who, who are these Richard, people Luke? Yeah. are these just random Richard. people no friends family friends there, there was this wow. guy that was like so Richard Richard Dura I saw recently I saw him on the weekend he's like yeah I see you on LinkedIn mate like you're always liking um, uh, B1M isn't you always liking <laughs> B1M I see that and I'm like yeah I'm like mate I, I do a potty with them he's like do ya? I was like, yeah. I've been I've been going on about it long enough. How haven't you? How didn't you know that? So, but he knew he knew the face of the B one M, Mister Fred. So, well, this has all go, kept mate. me uh, very grounded. Thank you, guys. This has put yep. me right back in my place. So I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate being humbled. I'm thankful for this. <laughs> appreciate being humbled. Uh, now, as it's the 30th episode, guys, we decided we decided to go back, look at the archives, and pull something forward. So we are doing the secret subway that could save New York. We're also going to be looking at Dusseldorf's uh, spectacular new boulevard, Chicago's Tribune Tower conversion, and we're going to sprinkle the whole thing over with some of your comments from the week. Let's go. So first off this week, we are talking about the secret subway that could save New York, which is a video that came out uh, earlier in 2022 on the B1M, now got well over a million views. This has been pretty blown up pretty, pretty interestingly. So New York City's subway system has basically been built as a series of radial lines that come in and out of Manhattan. Now, that's very good, surprisingly, at getting people in and out of Manhattan, but it's not so good at getting people between the other New York boroughs. Now, that was fine for a while when Manhattan was the centre of the universe when everyone wanted to go and work in Manhattan, but it's become an issue as working habits have begun to change, think the pandemic, but also tech firms coming up, places like Brooklyn rising. Um, So there isn't as much of a need now for everyone to get just into Manhattan and out again. There's a a much greater need for uh, transport and travel across the boroughs. Interestingly, since the Great Recession, which is the recession... (laughs) The last recession we had around 2009-2010-2008 time, uh, roughly mm. half of New York City's job growth has happened in the outer boroughs. So that shows you how much there's been a shift from Manhattan to the, the other main boroughs. There's now a plan to repurpose an old rail line that basically runs um, between some of these boroughs uh, and turn it into a new commuter route. What do you guys think of this one? 
I think it's um, phenomenal, mate. I There is something about New York, and I want to start this, Poddy, by saying last week I went, New York was a bit filth, yeah? I've been to New York. <laughs> I've been to New York, and I did think it was a little bit on the dirty side <laughs> at times. Um, and f- I've not been to Chicago, and Chicago at face value does seem a, a, a wee bit cleaner. Um but New York just has a pure like magic about it, doesn't it? There is just something about it. Fred, you and me, we, we, we've spoken about this at length, like when we have our cheeky meetups and coffee dates and stuff, which we're due <laughs> you make, in a, in you a make couple those weeks. Sounds more than they are. It's literally me and Luke go for a coffee and have a chat. Like there's nothing, yeah, nothing sort of mm. untoward happens. Don't worry, mate. Don't Caroline's not listening to this episode, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't have to. Don't freak out. She listens to all of them. She listens to all of them. Does she? She does. What a babe. Hello to my fantastic wife. Yep. (laughs) Long suffering wife. um, Long suffering wife. New New York's one of the places, you know, that's like it's it's one of the world's capitals, right? And to some people it probably is the world's capital. Um and the fact that in in the video, you 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 just hit the nail on the head, and you're like, right. If you want to get from like Queens to Brooklyn, and it's not even that far away on a map, you have to go into Manhattan and back out, and it might take you over an hour or you know whatever it was. Um, it's I, I find that ludicrous in in one of the world's most famous cities, one of the most famous cities ever. Um, with the amount of money that goes in and out of New York, you think of how big New York is for business, tech, finance, like every industry you can think of, fashion. It's a huge deal. And yet something like this, something that in a lot of places they have already got like figured out. You know, you mentioned again in the video somewhere like Moscow and even places like London or Paris, it's way easier to get about on public transport if you're not necessarily just going into central in, into the center of the city. So I, I think this is shocking, but I think the plan itself could be, could be a little stroke of genius. Really yeah, it's interesting. It. So this, this radial system is actually pretty common around the world. So Chicago, DC, um, Stockholm also suffer with this kind of radial system where everything comes out of the very center. It's very easy to get from the outskirts into the center, but trying to get across the outskirts is a lot more difficult. Um, give you a flavor so we put an example in this video to go from east bushwick to midwood uh, is only six miles right that would be a two-hour walk a 45 minute cycle or a half hour drive but getting the subway which you think would be quick would take you an hour because you have to go all the way into manhattan and then back out again to get to when you get to so it's pretty it needs to be done what they're talking about now is uh repurposing an old rail lines this is really interesting right so uh, in between Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and Jackson Heights in Queens, there's this 14-mile route, and they're going to call it the Interborough Express. The, the working title for this is the Interborough Express. It's something called the Bay Ridge mm-hmm. Branch, opened in 1876 as a passenger service line, but it was shut down again in 1924 because there weren't many tourists going over to Manhattan Beach. So it's kind of it, it was built as a railway line through the suburbs, through the city. Today it's barely used. They use it as a tra- they use it to transport um, just one round trip of freight. Sorry, one round trip freight train every day on average. There's one train going up and down this thing every day, and there's some mm. pictures and shots of it in the video. It's pretty old, pretty decrepit. Um, 
but it's there. It's a route that's cleared, that runs through the city, that could be converted to a rail line. And the plan with Interbar Express is to create, yeah, this new 14-mile route from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, to Jackson Heights, Queens. You could get between the two in 40 minutes or less, and it would basically help you get across these boroughs. Interestingly, uh, it would stretch mm. across two, well, yeah, two of the two of the big outer boroughs, but it would intersect with up to 17 existing subway lines leading into Manhattan. So you could hop off at any of these points and jump on a subway into Manhattan as well. So there's pretty good connectivity here mta says the interbar express would serve up to eighty-eight thousand riders a day and could shave more than half an hour off people's commutes which is pretty huge for the economy so i like this brother this is this is a good idea you know new york seems to spend a lot of time and money on its infrastructure and if you can lean into something that is already there already existing and repurposing it feels like a no-brainer right yeah, definitely. I, th- I think as a as an outsider that's never been to New York, I actually find it um, pretty interesting that you know a ring line hasn't already been installed into the into the infrastructure. It just kind of to me, it kind of makes sense that that would have been part of the planning, it's not part of the original planning, but a part of the, the build um, refurbishment over the years, kind of thing, connecting them all together. Um, yeah, it's better late than never, I suppose. Right? True. True. And I think this is very much the nature of these old metros and undergrounds, right? That they were all, at one point, maybe individual businesses with their own ideas and maybe they weren't open to collaboration. Similar thing happened in London. Um, but when when you're reading that out, um, Fred, mate, the thing that I thought of and that I'm, I'm surprised I didn't think of earlier, to be honest, is the London Overground, right? And the London yeah. Overground isn't isn't particularly well known, I think, if you're not from London or near London, right? But the Overground was basically some repurposed national li- national rail lines, very similar to what you're saying in the video. Very similar. They were just they they weren't being used, and someone figured out. Do you know what these outer bits of London? They can all be connected up. So if you need to get to North London, to East London, or even West London, right? I've got the overground last summer from the Olympia, Kensington Olympia, all the way to Stratford via North London. So I completely oh, yeah. avoided, I completely avoided central London. I've never done that before, but it was it was super efficient and it alleviated that stress a little bit of thinking, oh, do you know what? I have to go into central. I have to switch over. But if I need to hop off at any of those stations and go into Central, I can do that. That is exactly what this is, isn't it? This is the exact same or similar proposal. And to me, mate, quite simply, it is a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. And I feel like New York is tremendous at so many things. Every single world city has so many benefits, but it also has some cons. And I think that the public transport is maybe a a, a little bit lacking sometimes in New York. You know, it isn't what it should be for. (laughs) And this goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, this is arguably one of the most famous cities ever built in the history of the universe. And yet, you know... It, it's, you can't get from Brooklyn to Queens in like in in the few minutes it should take you. I find public that ludicrous. Is, uh, when you say public transit, it's not so good in New York slash slash America generally. It's not it's not a country known for its great public transport systems. <laughs> Funnily enough, New York's probably actually one of the better cities in fairness. So it's yeah, it's not a, not a great example. Um, a couple of things I want to talk about is one, it's not 
quite as no-brainer as we maybe think it is because there are a few engineering challenges we're going to chat about in a minute but i kind of want to shout out the name because we've given infrastructure projects a bit of a, a bit of a hard rap in previous weeks for the name and i think london overground again not exactly very inspired is it but the interborough express actually quite exciting it sounds like the interborough express sounds like a, a ride it sounds like some sort of futuristic transformative journey it's great right i'm glad you brought this up mate. i was expressed i was actually gonna ask uh what both of your thoughts are on this because you constantly have a go at what was the crl <laughs> or whatever it was the other day CRL link. Um, <laughs> um i quite like the the original name they gave it in the 90s the interborough line it's quite catchy yeah yeah i think it's very american it's very new york yeah, I, I I like it. I like it. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. The Triborough, the Triborough was the original Triborough yeah. RX or something they were calling it when they yeah, uh, which does yeah. sound quite exciting. No. Classic Interborough Express is is a great name. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think there are some really good name potentials for this. Really, really good name potentials. Or would they call it just like the eight or something? Because everything's like letters and numbers in this New York subway, isn't it? A lot of the time, right? I don't know. Maybe this is for selling it. They're kind of making it more, yeah, you know, more exciting. When yeah. you both have been in New York, do you use the subway or do you just get taxis? Subway, oh, subway, oh, both. yeah, both. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get a taxi. It just takes. Well, I get a taxi from the airport, sell mm. a kidney, and get a taxi from the airport. And then after that, get I get the subway. <laughs> we got a bus. I got a bus from the airport. Bus. And that, yeah, I got a bus, the happy bus, mate. Got on the happy wow. bus. And everyone, everyone who wants to get into Manhattan from JFK got on this bus. That saved a fortune, mate. Because there was, I think there was an option to like get the subway. And it was like, oh, the JFK Express or something. Then you got to like this station called Jamaica. Um, and then you switch at Jamaica and then you get on the subway and it takes you into Manhattan. But I was like, I want to, I want to actually see Manhattan, you know? So I was like, but I don't want to like what Fred said. I don't want to sell one of my organs to do it. So I got on the happy bus. <laughs> yeah. That's, and- I was gonna say, that's an interesting way of saying you didn't want to cough up the money for a taxi, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, mate. <laughs> Backpacker budget. <laughs> Yeah, you know, mate. I did a bus from the airport. The first time I went to New York, I was like backpacking and I was properly doing it on a budget. And I witnessed a full blown Nike fight on the bus from the airport. My first taste of New York. This this guy wanted to, um, he wanted to sit down and this lady wouldn't move her bags. So then he took her bags, threw them down the aisle, screamed at her, and then sat down next to her. And that's my first taste of New York. And I just sat at the back, like, Oh, I'm gonna die here. This is really scary. <laughs> <laughs> New York is special, isn't it? New York yes. is special. Like I'm walking here. <laughs> it's it's true. It really is true. And the New Yorkers are like they have something about them. They have something about them. <laughs> You're like, all right, mate. You know. No, I love it though. Absolutely love it. There is something very like almost fairy tale about it about the city and um but i could i could imagine it getting a little bit old if you lived there and if things weren't being done on time and if you know public transport didn't work the way it should um 
And like I said at the beginning, you, you, I know you said, and I'm sure we're going to like visit that in a second. Um, I know you said there's there's a lot of challenges that are going to come with any proposal like this. It's not necessarily like um, the easiest um, project, right? Infrastructure project. But when you've got a city that is that wealthy, it's that wealthy, and you've got like these skinny skyscrapers going up in you know, Central Park, you know, you've got the most expensive home on the top of one of those skyscrapers, most expensive home in America, right? Or in the world, one of those, I don't know. Um, I think it's a little bit ridiculous that something like this doesn't already exist or isn't getting like fast tracked. And that's where I think when you, when you do make the comparison to something like the Elizabeth line, or what are they doing out in Germany? They're, they've got another super train project in Germany, right? Or or elsewhere. It's just this seems like, come on, guys, you know, like make it happen. Make it happen. And then you've got the air rights, which adds to all the complication. And I don't know. Yeah, mate. I mean, I don't know, like. swinging it back the, the, to the engineering stuff. If you think you want to mm. connect these, if you want to connect Queens and Brooklyn, right, there are there's a couple of ways of doing it. So you can either build an elevated railway, which means putting, like, like the thing we covered in Delhi, where you're putting bridge piers down, you're basically building a long bridge viaduct for an elevated railway. That's pretty straightforward. It's not great looking. You're going to get a lot of opposition because people don't want it. They don't want to see it. They don't want it over their backyards. They don't want it overstaying their properties, all this kind of stuff. Um the other yeah. alternative is a tunnel boring machine. So you drop in a, you take a construction site somewhere, you drop down a tunnel boring machine, and you dig an underground rail tunnel from A to B. That's probably the most mm. straightforward, least intrusive thing. It's very expensive and time consuming, and New York doesn't have a great reputation for digging rail tunnels cheaply. Like there's one, the the Second Avenue subway is has taken, I think it's, it's coming close to a hundred years. Like they, they just they make such a meal of these things. It can take them a very long time. The um, East Side Access Project in Grand Central you, took nineteen. You years. mentioned that. What was what's hang on, mate? Back up. What that the hundred year thing? Yeah. More context on that. What do you mean? Because this you, is the, the, that was mentioned in the video. That was mentioned in the video. So what's going on with that? Yeah, so there's a couple of projects. There's the East Side Access Project, which is basically bringing in a, a new connection into Grand Central Station, which is a new tunnel route uh, underneath Park Avenue and other, another part of the city. There's a separate B1M video on that. It's a banger. Go and check it out. Shameless plug. Um, that has taken them a very, very long time. I know that we spoke to the project director in the video, and he has spent 19 years on that project his time in construction has only been spent on that project like shocking shocking stuff the other one is this second avenue subway which is a subway under second avenue spoiler alert okay another another great name but in this case quite a useful name because i remembered where it is and what it's about uh is is something they've been trying to do for decades it's been stopped started approved blocked dug a bit stopped a bit um it's now it now might be happening but i think it's it's the video we did on it last year, it is the world's most expensive subway line. I can't remember what the price is per square. At one point, they were spending a million pound per per foot or something. No, sorry, one million dollars per foot to build that railway. What? It was absolutely horrific, wow. yeah. Yeah, so, tunnel boring machine, digging a tunnel, New York might be like, yeah, maybe not. So, the fact there's an existing railway... That they can that's already there that's running above ground they could just repurpose and adapt somehow 
it's not straightforward, but it's definitely the cheaper of all the options, the most straightforward of all the options, especially in old NYC. Some of the things they're going to face, so there's low bridges along the routes because the bridges were designed for different types of trains to the trains they have now. So you've either got to get new trains or lower the railways or raise the bridges, which is expensive and time-consuming. There is a big old fuel pipeline that serves both LaGuardia and JFK, which is a difficult thing and a pretty critical thing to interrupt or move or work around. And there's also this the New York air rights thing, which just never ceases to amaze me. But some air rights along the route have been sold or leased to property developers. And that basically means they're going to have to build new viaducts, bridges or tunnels to preserve that space for those developers along the route. So it ain't that straightforward. When we did the video, they were still kicking around whether they were going to turn it into a road and make it a bus route or whether they were going to use turn it into a covered subway or a light railway. Anyway, in January 2023, it was announced and confirmed that it's going to be a light rail route. So think London Overground, DLR, something like that. Your sort of classic intercity above ground transit train thing. Um they don't know what the funding is. They reckon single-digit billions, so, you know, time's up by five. Uh, and timescales aren't clear either. But I can tell you now, if you say 10 years, it'll be 20. Um, also, some kickback <laughs> that it was not going to connect into the Bronx. Um, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, the Bronx are like, well, where's our connection? And yes, they do need a connection, but this is a pretty low-hanging piece of fruit. Yeah, it's a start. It's a low-hanging piece of fruit yeah. to get you from Queens to Brooklyn handsomely. So, yeah. I like this. I think it's it's a it's a very impactful project. It's sitting right there. It's just waiting to be built. I think it's a it's a no brainer. But I, I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, New York government, if you're listening. I'm sorry, Governor Hochul, but I can just see New York making a bit of a meal of this, spending more time and money than needed. Because that's what they do. Well, you never know, mate. HS2 might give it a run for its money. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hundred years later, when's HS2 coming to Birmingham? <laughs> oh, it's only going to it's only going to Northampton now. <laughs> you see, there was rumours last week. I mean, and I stress these are rumours, and they've since been denied by both HS2 and the government. But there's talk of the HS2 delivery uh, time being pushed back in order to save the government some money and move it out of all these supply chain issues. And there was also a rumour. This was in the Sun, so take it with a pinch of salt but that it was going to terminate at Old Oak Common just outside London and they were going to save the money on rebuilding Euston Station. I mean, yeah. Rumours since denied by both HS2 and the government, just to clarify, but the fact those things are sort of, yeah, there's no smoke without fire and the fact those things are being kicked around makes you think, God. Mm. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's unreal, man. The drama of HS2 just continues. Yeah, it's crazy. What is it? What is it with the West and building trains? What? What is it? What's going on? I think the thing is right. Why is these it so inf- difficult. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and answer this right. These infrastructure projects take a very long time, right? But by their nature, mm. they span mm. decades. At least they do in the West because we build them in a certain way with certain labor practices. That generation spanning decade spanning thing is at odds with our political system which is largely driven on four-year cycles popularity 
and economic cycles where things feel like a no-brainer one minute and then a highly expensive waste of money the next. So <laughs> it takes a long it, for for one government to commit in one way to one project is difficult because things change as you go along. Moods change. Mm. This thing about leveling up changes. You know, it, it yeah, think things come and go. Cycles come and go within the lifespan of a project. So it feels like there's lots of things changing and happening and delays because these projects go on for so long and so much happens in the world in between. That can't explain well put, it. Mate. Yeah, very, very well put. If that don't win us a British podcast award, I don't know what will. <laughs> Just that sentence right there. You've basically explained explained a very complex matter beautifully. <laughs> Is there an award for people faking emails and sending them in, bigging up their intro music? Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're assuring for that one, Luke. Yeah. Oh, cheers, mate. I've got I've got I've got a um I've got an update on that later that we'll get into the show later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, wait. Come on, wait. Um, guys, let us know what you think about this. Would you ride the Interbar Express? Do you have a better name for the Interbar Express? Should New York do this? Is it a no-brainer? Will it be cheap and easy or difficult and expensive? Get your comments and thoughts coming in podcast at the B1M.com. Also in the news this week, we are heading over to Dusseldorf, a city we haven't been to before on the World's Best Construction Podcast, where a pretty incredible new canyon has been, but I'm saying canyon, it's basically a shopping arcade. That doesn't really do it justice. It Technically, it's a shopping arcade, but my goodness me, is it a very, very nice shopping arcade. So this is designed by Santiago Calatrava, who last week we were talking as one of our favourite architects out there, um, modestly named the Calatrava Boulevard. I mean, why can't people name things more modestly? Eh? This is coming from the world's best construction podcast here. We like a mm. modest name. Come on, Calatrava. Mm. You could have come up with something a bit more subtle, mate. Uh, mm. So Calatrava Boulevard is going to modernise a space between some German streets that I can't pronounce in the heart of Dusseldorf. Things going to fully open in 2028. It's going to be partly powered by renewables. It's got this incredible... Like, think Calatrava, right? Think the Oculus in New York those kind of white spines, white fins. He's done this incredible 41 story to sorry, 41 meter tall uh canyon shopping arcade, white themed. It's got trees in the middle. It's absolutely breathtaking. The whole thing forms part of a bigger 36,000 square meter retail and restaurant space development. I love this. It does there's there are some high-end shops, right? I couldn't afford to shop there from the renders. But uh, it does look, for, for a piece of architecture, it looks absolutely fantastic. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in, mate. I think this is absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. Um, everything about it, it's like, even, even look, we got the trees in the middle, and I'm not even angry about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, 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 think, I, think, I think they might actually work really well there. Um, that it. This is just like a future Instagram spot, isn't it? It's very Instagrammable, um, but it's not. I, I, I think it's quite welcoming. I think it's just intriguing. Everything about it is exciting, and I think architecture sometimes um, in the present day can can lean into its old tropes, you know, and play it safe, and it becomes very familiar. And I, I don't think this is familiar. I think this is something that is 
quite different it's quite unique and will become synonymous with Dusseldorf and I think that is a brilliant thing yeah I'm really really impressed and I love that there's a focus on the inside yeah it's all about the inside the outside everything just looks like a normal train station but this boulevard yeah mate well impressive well impressive what do you reckon Liam yeah I, I really like it too um it definitely doesn't, if, if you say Boulevard and you show me a photo of that, I definitely wouldn't think of that instantly, yeah. if you know what I mean, which, <laughs> which, is what I, which is what I like. It's something different. It's quite unique, right? Yeah. It makes you sort of stop. I, you can imagine walking in there and sort of stopping in your tracks and looking up like, you know, wow, that's, that's some stunning yeah. architecture. Stopping your tracks Must and going, be- wow, I can't afford to shop in here, turning around walking straight <laughs> out again. <laughs> Luke won't on his little backpacker budget. I mean, where's the nearest bus stop? Yeah, mate. Yeah. What, <laughs> <what's that? laughs> yes, mate. I just get the bus. On the mega bus. Two pound mega, <laughs> yeah, mega, mega bus. bus. Two pounds. Mega bus. Lo- London to Birmingham. Two quid. Get a ham sandwich on the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Living the dream. Um, yeah, I think this is fantastic, Fred. Absolutely fantastic. It must be a pain to keep clean. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> German, <laughs> German cities are typically quite clean, though, I've found. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Ger- Germany in general, from my experience, is just really is pretty clean. For, for, yeah. for a country of its size, it is really impressive. Really impressive. Lo- I love Germany. Great place. It's all about, all about cleanliness, really, because it's so you've got New York at one end of the spectrum, Chicago somewhere <laughs> in the middle, and then any German city <laughs> is clean at the other end. Yeah. yeah. Name a city you'd, you'd eat something off the floor in. Stockholm. Mm. Done. Stockholm. I went to Stockholm, great. and it was it was like, it's ridiculously clean. Actually, Oslo as well. Oslo's mad clean. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Dubai looks very clean. I feel like bits of Dubai feel very sort of cleaned with an inch of their life and i mean for the record i'm not going to eat food off the floor anywhere mm. but if i mm. had to then one of those places yeah you'd say dubai bit of sand mate be a bit of sand in the in the sandwich so i was thinking of yeah granular detail mate oh one of our kids once dropped an ice cream in the sand and then still wanted to eat it and i was just like oh god anyway don't have children Next, uh, going into some comments on this one. <laughs> a few comments on this. I love them to bits. If you're listening, guys, I love you. Got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. I love them to bits. Um, it's too late now, mate. I know. I've said it. I've said it. Brilliant slip. <laughs> few comments on this one. Someone's saying, I guarantee this will cost at least $10 billion. Um, Maybe a nod to some previous big products in Germany. Uh, lots of people saying it looks like the... Uh, Oculus at one, one World Trade, sorry, the Oculus at World Trade Center in New York, which is again Santiago Calatrava designed. Someone saying, uh, I thought it was a ripoff of that, but actually it's the same architect. So there you go. Someone else said, without reading the post, I knew it was Calatrava. He's got that signature distinctive style. It's very mm. cool to see my hometown getting some cool buildings. Yeah, nice, nice comments. One other person saying, it looks so sterile, I'd never want to shop there. So for balance, there you go. I, I liked, I thought there was a backhanded, a beautifully put backhanded compliment here from, I think it's Eterna Dawn, who said, I knew this was Calatrava the moment it flashbanged me in the eyes. <laughs> flashbanged <laughs> my eyes. Just white, bright white everywhere. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I like There's one here. This I, is, this is, I like it. I like, I like it. There's one here that's pretty brutal, right? I've just, just seen this one. In my opinion, besides the resemblance with a canyon, it lacks character and detail. This kind of design approach looks good for an airport, lobby, or train station, but not for a boulevard. It's a train station, ain't it? It's in a train station. He's near a train station, but yeah. Isn't yeah. it? Not a fan there. Not a little fan there. Oh, it's maybe I've see... got the wrong end. It's good to see renders without any flying drones in it. For once. <laughs> Liam, Liam scanned it. Can't see any flight looks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, uh, let us know Brilliant. what you think about this one, guys. If you live in Dusseldorf and you've been featured on this podcast, give us a shout out. Let us know what you think. Have we covered it right? Are you excited for this project coming along? Uh, now, I'm very excited about this next one. Swinging over to Chicago, the iconic Tribune Tower, which is a very nice looking building in the center of town. It's kind of an iconic gothic or well, neo gothic style building with this fantastic kind of cathedral like crown on the top. It's an absolutely beautiful building. Uh, is now finding new life as a luxury development. So this thing was built in the early 1920s. Uh, it sits on North Michigan Avenue, sorry, North Michigan Avenue, uh, and it was home to the Chicago Tribune newspaper between 1925 and 2018. It's now being redeveloped as luxury properties, 162 residential units across 34 stories. This has been now. I know it's luxury high-end flats, right? It's not necessarily what we need in the middle of our cities. It's a great, fantastic media publication having to downsize and move somewhere else. All that bit is not so good. But the way they've restored this is beautiful. They've kept the original Chicago Tribune sign. They've made this fantastic terrace area within the within the cathedral-like crown, which looks beautiful. They've preserved the lobby. They've preserved some of the quotes that are carved into the wall. I really, really like this. Um, yeah, big fan. What do you guys think? Looks great, mate. I think um, it reminds me of architecture in Milan, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Like I didn't actually gothic. know there was, yeah, the gothic style architecture. I didn't actually realize there was, there was. Oh, I knew there's a few, but I haven't really looked into them in Chicago, buildings that look like this. And instantly I was like, wow, that looks like something in Milan or even Venice mm. or Florence or something like that. Looks great. Looks beautiful. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. I, th- I think this is modeled after a cathedral, isn't it? This is modeled after a it's not Again, Milan I, Cathedral, I, is it? I think it's Rouen. Um, Rouen Cathedral in France, maybe? Yeah. I've been there. I think beautiful. it's in Normandy. I've been there. Yeah. It's Have a beautiful you? cathedral. Yeah. And it, now you've said it, it looks exactly like it. So Yeah, because be. it's known could for... Um, yeah, it's known for like a, a specific type of stone as well that they do use in a lot of like, um, you know, uh, 20th century skyscrapers. In, in like that period in the States. It's like a similar color stone and everything. Um, yeah. Listen, Fred, I can't lie. Like years ago, I consider myself like quite a skyscraper fan. Uh, I love tall buildings. I love skyscrapers. Um, I recognized this building. I knew this building, but it's not until honestly, like the past week since you've posted this. And I think I've seen some other stuff on it on, on, on YouTube recently. Um, I, that that I've it's it's not until recently that I've really appreciated just how gorgeous this building is. This actually might be one of my favourite skyscrapers or tall buildings ever. 
I think this 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 tower is absolutely stunning. I don't think there's a lot wrong with it, and I I, yeah. I, I, I just want to go see it in person. It looks absolutely stunning, absolutely stunning, and um, yeah, I've, I've recently again found out that um, this was a prize, wasn't it? It was like a there was a competition to design this this building, and this is yeah, the one there was won. so. Yeah, a few different architects pitched for it, but uh, Solomon Cordwell Buens, I can't pronounce it properly, but they, uh, SCB, we'll call them that, they won and yeah. got put forward their design. So, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the skyscrapers from this era, in particularly the 1920s, looked to mm. cathedrals, which were the tallest former structures at the time, and borrowed some of the design principles from that because they were trying to create these sort of, you know, otherworldly godly type tall buildings which i think is very very impressive there's some really good videos out there about cathedral inspired american skyscrapers and that kind of architecture trend it's worth looking at um i think that it does look like a milan it's got milan vibes they have photographed this on a gloriously blue sky warm sunny day in chicago Mm. people are wearing maxi dresses there's champagne there's fire pits there's it looks absolutely fantastic as we know, Chicago gets bloody cold sometimes, so that terrace <laughs> might not be quite so inviting this week. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. The, I can't believe how beautiful that building is. I can't believe, and this is like this is something that the that I think the US should be so proud of. Like architecturally, it's so unique. It's so America. And it's so of like really that time where America was really coming into like the world stage and 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 putting their mark on the planet, and I I, I love that I adore that and I think um, I I always think to like nowadays you know our country's doing the same thing you know our our country's building skyscrapers where you look at them and you go oh that's a, that's nineteen twenties America are they doing an equivalent to that I'm not I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure, and I think that is a bit of a shame. But um, beautiful building, stunning. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, how there's this kind of trend in our cities at the minute. We've spoken about it several times on this podcast, where buildings that served a purpose at a particular time, a particular cycle in our economies and in our society's history, to, to mm-hmm. all, in order to be preserved and retained into the future, they have to be adapted and find new purposes to fit in with our current needs of today. You know, I'm thinking... Battersea Power Station. I'm thinking the Millennium Mills building we talked about last week. Also, this building as well. You know, there's a I go kind of I'm a bit of a media supporter, and this the sad part of this story for me is that this was the Chicago Tribune's newsroom and headquarters and thriving mm. hub for decades, and now mm. they've had to downsize to another office, and they downsized again in 2021 to another office because they're basically cutting their costs, reducing the size of the team, and going less for physical offices and more for remote working. Chicago Tribune's obviously still a very big, successful newspaper. But yeah, there's yeah. there's some seismic changes happening in in media, obviously, the decline of print, the rise of digital. And that's what's triggered this development, basically, isn't it? This the, the, It's no longer economical for a newspaper to have an enormous headquarter building right in the middle of a city. The building... You know, it could have been could have been demolished. It could have fallen into disrepair. It could have something terrible could have happened to it. But the fact that it has been converted into luxury flats, obviously, cue the whole debate about whether or not we need more luxury flats mm-hmm. in city centres. But mm-hmm. it's it's good that it's been retained and and kept. It's going to maintain and be part of the city's heritage. And I really really like that they've kept the Chicago Tribune sign 
and made it part of the architecture like a feature it's really cool yeah definitely let us know what you think about this one guys uh have you seen this project going on it's been open for a little while now have you been there is the terrace as inviting as it looks uh let us know what you think about these kind of buildings being kept and retained in city centers are you for it are you against it is it your favorite skyscraper do you agree with luke uh, and how clean is Chicago on Luke's scale of clean cities? Let's have that. Let's have a bit of that kind of feedback involved. <laughs> Would you eat something off the floor in Chicago? <laughs> Would you eat a deep dish pizza off the floor? Let us know. Uh, get your comments coming in, podcast at theb1m.com. Now, talking of comments coming in, we are going over to, we're sliding over to our DMs and Mr. Luke Bly. What you got for us this week, mate? May, um, let's kick things off with a email sent in from Noah from Sweden. He says, hey, B1M, just wanted to thank you for the podcast. I wanted to let you know that in Sweden, we don't use either TBM or cut and cover to dig tunnels. Instead, we use dynamite like Nobel, ta- Nobel taught us. Uh, right, na- right now, the Stockholm Metro is undergoing the biggest expansion since the 1980s. I don't know if you know this, but the Stockholm Metro is called the longest art gallery in the world because almost every station has different kinds of paintings and things. Um, I did know that, Noah. I've been to Stockholm and I adore the Stockholm Metro. Fred, you've been to Stockholm, mate? Uh, I've connected through the airport, which doesn't count, does it? Oh, Arlanda. No. Yeah, Cheeky Arlander connection. Liam, have you been to Stockholm while you were in Europe? Yeah, mate. I went a few years ago. Yeah, I loved it. I, I did notice as well it was exceptionally clean. I spent a bit of time yeah. in Stockholm and went over to uh, Uppsala. Oh, yeah. The student area. Yeah, it was great, man. Yeah. Ah, oh, beautiful. Well, he double- says you should... Go on. Yeah. Well, he says, say he says great intro music and I really like the witty banter. <laughs> Uh, and the walkie talkie is great yeah is that what he says next <laughs> oh, yeah basically on. no he says you should really <laughs> check it out google the likes of solna station subway or stadium subway both look amazing perhaps you should do a video about the expansion of the metro and all the art anyway thanks to the podcast and greetings from the fifth largest country in europe sweden <laughs> no <laughs> 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 Noah, I love I love your email, mate. I love it. It's a very Scandinavian email. Do you know what I mean? Very matter of fact. Cheers from the fifth largest country in Europe, <laughs> Sweden. Love it, mate. Love it. Sweden's one of my favourite places, mate. I can't even lie. I've, I've, I adore Sweden. I've been like six times or something now. So, yeah, love it. When do you when do yeah. you like to travel there, mate? Summer, spring, winter? I've 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 been to both. I've been to um a town this was for work in swedish lapland you know or near swedish lapland um and i went there in the summer right and it was like my second time to sweden and um i was i was there while it I, what was it like july so the the days were really long right but um this was my first time traveling like that far north and i got there pretty late didn't really think of much was watching the tv and uh, went, i went to bed quite early and um, I just woke up like naturally and I went straight to the shower, started getting ready, checked my phone. It was like three o'clock in the morning. It was like bright. Hey, hey. You've told us this story on the podcast sun. before. Oh, have I? Yeah, you I have, mate, yeah. I do this. You, Fred, you I do this open, thing. You opened your blinds. <laughs> I <don't, yeah>, I'm <laughs> closed. I'm closed my blinds. I didn't close my blackout blinds. Yeah, this is something that I do, mate. I do this with friends and family as well. 
like I'll retell the same old story. So tell me That's up right. from doing that. No, Noah, right. love Sweden, mate. Love Sweden. Thank you for the kind email. Um, we've also got a little update from someone who we we uh, got a message from um, a few weeks ago. Do you oh, remember no. Matthew Wellington? Oh no, I, I accuse yeah. him of writing a really long book. Yes. Oh, Matthew, Matthew I'm sorry. Matthew, Matthew has Matthew he written back? Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got in contact back and he went thanks for reading the email email out luke note to self shorter emails i can confirm i am real laughing face that was oh. that was actually through linkedin as well <laughs> LinkedIn. oh i've given the guy a complex what? now is that's a really short what email guy? as well <laughs> what guy yeah it's like crazy short. <laughs> Love it. You were like, his writing so good, he can write really well. It's really well structured and yeah. put together, and I was really mean about it. <laughs> now he's just writing yeah. like, <laughs> he's just communicating with emojis. Oh. Yeah. Right. We should get him on. Let's um, get him on. Let's get him on. Get him to send in a voice message or something. Um, well, so let's vet him. Let's vet him and then get him on. Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Let's not. Let's, have any, let's, let's have any old it. person on here. Yeah. Right, and then we're going to finish, I think, with an Apple Podcast review. We've got, one, we've got another Apple Podcast review, right? Um, this is from Azabaza 27th, and it says, this really is the world's best construction podcast. <laughs> to be honest, I thought the show would be, a, would be more formal, like the YouTube channel, <laughs> and I would be cool with that, but I love this informal, relaxed chat the lads have every week. The chemistry is great. Quick question, outside of the UK, which is your favourite European city, architecturally? Um, Fred, what's your favourite city Ooh, in Europe? I've never been, I've never been uh, complimented on my chemistry ever, so that's a, that's a first. I'll stick that on the old LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> Good chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in, I'm in. Um, oh, Oh, it's a hard question. So there are some beautiful European cities. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Barcelona. I'm thinking uh, Paris. Obviously, Rome is very, very nice. I, I'm probably. Oh, there's so many beautiful ones. Prague, Vienna. Uh, I'm probably going to go for oh, Rome yeah. just because it's such an architectural landmark, and there's some really nice stuff there. So I'm coming down with Rome. I'm not going to name every country in. Europe, like Fred did. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking aloud. Pick one, mate. Pick one. Uh, I'd say. I'd say Italy. Um, I'd probably say Florence. Oh, oh yeah. You, yeah, yeah. I wrote that amazing Florence. place. Oh, did you? Yeah. Mate? What, what, I, is that your number one? Uh, I have it joint with Barcelona. Yeah, mm. I think. Barcelona's stunning, and it also has a mix of you know its its own like Gaudi architecture and you know its own stuff, but also like the modern stuff as well. It integrates everything very well. So mm. I'd, I'd probably have to say Barcelona for me. Yeah, but there's lots on the list. Basically, everything Fred said as well. Yeah, yeah, great. See, I was trying. I was what I was trying to do is acknowledge places. So they got like an acknowledgement. I wasn't just going to dive I in somewhere. I saw what you're doing, mate. Because otherwise, Fred would get like a DM with, I can't believe you didn't include oh, this I place. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't mention my local library. You... Yeah. Oh. Do you think... Um, do you think... Um... <laughs> I've, had, I've had worse than that as well. 
Um, I think um, Prague, mate, is a bit of an underdog. I don't think it's talked about enough. Prague is mm-hmm. beautiful. It is stunning. Yeah. I didn't know what to. I, so, I didn't when I went there years ago. I, I barely even heard of it, and I was blown away. I'd say probably yeah. similar with Krakow as well in Poland. That's probably a similar. Yeah, Krakow's cool. You know, that's yeah. really yeah, so gorgeous. I really so go gorgeous. to and Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik's every, everything I see of Dubrovnik is absolutely beautiful. Uh, there was a Romish Ranganathan thing he did there that looked really really cool. Yeah, yeah. Talent yeah, as well. Talent is beautiful. There. Is it Romish yeah, and um, who's the who's the English guy? Um, the guy with the big teeth, the blonde guy, Rob Beckett. <laughs> the yeah, guy mate, with the big teeth, <laughs> the, the big <laughs> he does the big lad, he big Fred, yeah, yeah the, <laughs> big Fred, oh buff Fred, <laughs> buff Fred. Hey, I'll take that, buff Fred. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> guy with the big teeth, <laughs> Rob Beckett's hilarious. Oh, he's so good, mate. He he was at um a comedy show up the road for me. I missed him the other day, like five minutes from my house. He yeah, him and Romesh on that show when they're traveling together, mate. It is <laughs> awesome content. It is so amazing. funny, amazing. There you go. Right. We've named every European city. You're welcome, guys. Yep. <laughs> nice, nice, succinct answer for <laughs> old FN two one eight seven, whatever his name is. What's his name? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, yeah. former <laughs> stormtrooper. Now yeah, well done, review. Fred. <laughs> See, Fred plays the geek bit so casually, but I know it's like he knows all this stuff, like, yeah, but he just plays it casual. Do you know? What but I mean? Then I see, cool. I see the stuff you talk about on your Star Wars social media, and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't know facts about that. I wouldn't know that level of detail. <laughs> That's like proper, proper geekery, <laughs> nerd. Yeah, proper nerd. Yeah, yeah, filthy yeah. nerd. Anyway, guys, we love your emails and reviews coming in. I'm so sorry that I might have. Uh, put you off sending them in or criticize Matthew Wellington's writing structure. Um, please do keep them coming. I'll, I'll be nice from now on, I promise. Keep your notes coming in. Keep your feedback coming in. Uh, with 30 episodes deep, this is very exciting. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep rolling forward to all this. Uh, let us know what you think so far. What could we improve? Um, who would you vote off? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> let, us, let us know what you think. <laughs> Um, how have you guys found the first 30 episodes has it been uh, and this one in particular has been good oh mate we've it's changed up. a lot if you listen to those earlier episodes a little don't, bit a little bit a little don't bit don't do that a little bit awkward a little bit cringe some places I think um, mm. we found our groove finally nah we were beautiful from the start Liam we were beautiful there from was the start one day I'd like to actually air the um, practice sessions we had before we started actually going live <laughs> no, i don't know if we can they are not they are not, they are not we can't publish those ever nope. ever <laughs> maybe the occasional alexa somewhere but yeah i'll tell you what if we, do, if we do a podcast event we'll play it for the uh we'll play it for the room we'll get everyone to put their uh put their phones in the box as they come in yeah no no yeah. no blades no bows leave weapons here yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll play it out loud in a, in a little like event thing. Um, yeah. yeah. How do you go? How do you think it's it's gone, Luke? Your first thirty episodes on the construction podcast. Ah, oh, it's wicked, mate. It's wicked. I I love I love that we can do this in like a and that that was to pitch, but like in a relaxed pub like atmosphere that we can just get on. And it's not just informative, you know, like obviously we bring that, particularly Fred. Um, but like 
yeah, it's just it's great, isn't it? It's great just bring in bring in like I don't know some normality and normal conversation to what is quite a complex industry. That's my arty farty answer, mate. I hope I hope I hope that passes. But also, it's good crack in it. It's good laugh. I like that as well. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes too much crack and not enough informative. But um, yeah, hey, we're, we're having a good time. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, guys, keep your reviews coming in. Keep your five star reviews coming in. We would be we would be nothing without you. So please click that star button. Tell your mates. Tell your friends. Even if they, even if they don't know who I am just mention these other guys because they'll probably have heard of those so so get get them coming in uh (laughs) we're looking to see looking forward to having you join us for the next 30 episodes as i said messages coming in podcast at the blm.com have a great week and we will see you soon you guys go matt right what do you go how do you say three Three. No, three. six. Sick. Sicketh. I don't understand. Six. Six. Sicketh. Sixth. How do you say six? Sixth. Sixth. What are you talk? What are you on about? Say six. Six. <laughs> yeah. Sixth. <laughs> you guys. You guys say. You guys just say six. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> you guys say. So you guys say rom. <laughs> You guys, so, like, yeah, just go to my room. Wars, Revenge of the Sith. Sixth. Sixth. There's another one you guys say. Sixth. Sixth. What do you say? Sixth. I say that. I say sixth. Hey, what's it doing? Fred says it sometimes. <laughs> like sixth. I don't know. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sickest on the week this week. Okay. Here we go. <laughs>